Welcome back to another episode of the Fat Boys Dynasty Podcast presented by Fantasy Holics. Uh, Bo and Brent coming at you. We're going to get back into our rankings uh, this week. Uh, we're going to talk about our top 24 uh, running backs for Dynasty startup drafts. Um, we're going to start at the top, work our way down. Next week, we're going to run over some top 36 wideouts um, and uh, just keep going down our rankings. Um, let's. There is some big news in the football world today. Rob Gronkowski is hanging up the cleats. He come out and announced his retirement today. That means Tom Brady's going to have to find a new uh, new uh, person that he's in love with in the red zone. I, I expect that to be Mike Evans. Uh, but Rob Gronkowski is no longer coming back. Insert Cameron Brait into your rankings uh, at tight end there. Gross. I mean, you know, he is going to be the number one tight end there in he, Tampa Bay. He is so. going to be the number yeah, one I tight mean, end. And Godwin's going to be missing some time, so definitely Cameron Brait does have his opportunity to shine. Does this make Mike Evans a top five wide receiver? No. God, I, Godwin I think, missing I, time and, and Gronk being gone. I think with – the way Brady spreads the ball out, I don't see it being top five. I maybe could could consider him to be a top ten wideout in a uh, redraft. Don't forget, uh, don't forget, Tom Brady did substantiate the greatest fantasy season ever from a wide receiver, and Randy Moss. Yeah, I just I just don't think I, he the way he spreads the ball out is at his older age. I just don't think he'd be top five. He definitely would probably crawl into my top ten of uh, redraft rankings. Um, uh, possibly in, in Dynasty. I haven't dug that deep in my wideouts yet. I will uh, starting tomorrow. Um, well, nonetheless, let's get off of the Buccaneers and let's get into these running back rankings. I imagine we're very, very similar in the top uh, top half of this, and then there'll be some discrepancies. Uh, but let's just get the number one obvious one out of the out of the way. With we both have Jonathan Taylor, I assume. Jonathan Taylor. I mean, there's there's not a whole lot to say that that hasn't been said already. He's 23 years old. He's got two years left on his contract, plus his contract year option. Finishes the RB one last year. He gets an upgrade in, in his quarterback, and he's got a top offensive line. Um, the only thing barking there is Naeem Hines catching a few passes here and there, but. Even with that last year, it didn't spill any issues for Jonathan Taylor. He definitely is, uh, in my mind, almost head and shoulders above the rest. Um, there's another one just, you know, that I have at number two that, that is Well, one last thing I want to say about Jonathan Taylor, too, is he's got a top half. I won't say necessarily top ten, but a top half defense. So it makes it a little easier to live in the run game offensively. Uh, and, you know, Matt Ryan's going to be a guy that plays ball control offense, not going to be turning over the ball. Jonathan Taylor should be right there again at the end of the year. Absolutely. I think we're pretty uh, even, Steven, here at the number two spot with Najee Harris. Uh, 24 years old, three years left on his contract. Excuse me. Um, he finished as the RB3 in PPR as a rookie. And he gets it. He gets it. He gets an upgrade at quarterback. Um, so maybe a little less in the dump off passes. But um, I, I still – Najee Harris, his age, his workload, the offensive systems he, he's in, I, he's got to be your number two ranked. Yeah, again, uh, Najee is also my number two. But, again, uh, another good defense here uh, in Pittsburgh that, again, lets you live in the run game offensively. 
typically it seems that um, when you have a top-end running back with a lot of opportunities, it's because they don't have to throw the ball a thousand times to keep up and score, uh, like with what you'd see in, in from like an Atlanta or a Houston Texans or something of that nature. Absolutely. So, yeah, Najee Harris, again, is my number two as well. Absolutely. Uh, my number three is DeAndre Swift, 23 years old, two years left in his contract, plus his contract year. He finished as the RB15, and he only played in 13 games last year. Now, he did. He has only played in 13 games both seasons that he's been in the league. So he does have a little injury um, injury history. But the way that Detroit team is building their team up, they're building their lineup, they're, they're building, a, a, in my mind, they're building almost a winning program there. Um, so I, I have I have high hopes for DeAndre Swift. I, I absolutely love him coming out this year. Um, so and, and once again, their defense is taking a step forward. So I, I'm a, I'm anxious to see this Lions team this year. Yeah, you know I I went back and forth with DeAndre Swift for quite a while. I had him at three for a while, uh, and then today final finalizing my rankings prior to the, the start of the cast, uh, I ended up moving him down a few spots. And I'll talk about my reason for that in a minute. Uh, but the one big reason I'll, I'll say now is that, again, what do the top two guys have that su- substantiates uh, a big difference between them and DeAndre Swift is a top-end defense. De- the Lions' defense is not going to be top-end this year. should be better than it was last year, but it's not going to be top-end. We'll get into that from, in a minute. My number three is Javante Williams. Uh, you know, anytime an offense goes from Drew Locke to the likes of Russell Wilson – that backfield is naturally going to um, benefit, reap the rewards of that. And I think uh, Javante Williams, again, will probably be a running back by committee to start the season. But towards the end of the season, I'm betting you're looking at a 70 to 30% split or maybe even a 75-25% split. Melvin Gordon's up there in age at this point. He's still valuable, I understand. But Javante Williams, 22 years of age, uh, he showed flashes last year, and I just look forward to take that next step big time this year and, and not look back afterwards. Okay, I have uh, Williams a little further down, and I'll talk about my reasoning why um, here whenever I get to him in my rankings. Um, who you got at your number four spot? At number four, I actually have Joe Mixon. Uh, you know, one of the biggest uh, beneficiaries of the offseason, that offensive line should be the best offensive line um, that he's played with. Again, Cincinnati's defense is one of the more up-and-coming defenses. They, they showed flashes last year. Uh, again, very potent offense. The passing game is elite, so it's going to give Joe Mixon some wide-open lanes. Now, Joe Mixon, to finish as a top-five back this year, is going to need um, is going to need to stay healthy, obviously. That's the big thing here. But at 25 years of age, he's still got several years left in the tank. And if I was doing a dynasty startup and I had the you know fifth, sixth pick, Obviously, there might this might in between Javante Williams and Joe Mixon might be where I'd be looking at uh, Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson in a startup ranking. But if I've got that sixth or seventh pick and I'm looking at running back, it's Joe Mixon for me. Okay, uh, Mixon, I actually have outside of my top ten. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and hit hit my reasoning why, just because I do have such a gap. Um, the youth around him in the in the wide receivers with with uh, Chase and Higgins. Uh, both of those guys are going to eventually need paid. Um, uh, Mixon just got paid, but it only has um, – oh, he actually has two years left plus a free opt-out in, in, in after two years. Um, so, but uh, Mixon, 
Mixon, hey, they got Evans. They're high-powered passing offense. I think he gets plenty of work um, in the rushing game, but I just don't see how his his uh, receptions can stay up um, throughout the next few years um, with, with, like I said, you know, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Um, and then you're going to – you got Joe Burrow up there too uh, who's going to obviously be paid. And then you got um, – uh, their defense is another thing that really it really makes me shaky. Um, it, it showed out really good last year, but um, can they keep it up? Uh, Mixon, I do like I said, I do have a little bit lower than that. Uh, last year, just for instance, uh, Mixon finished as the running back four in PPR, uh, and that was with the same weapons that he's got going into this year, with the exception of they swapped out C.J. Uzma for Hayden Hurst. The offensive line got a little bit better. They should be winning games pretty handedly at, at decent points through the season. And rather than his rushing total going down, I think he gets the 300 attempts this year. Again, he's got to stay healthy. Last year he played 16 games. You know, he, in 2020 he missed uh, 10 games, so that hurt. And then he's only other, only missed four other games in his career. So injury concerns aren't really a huge issue for me. And last year he only had 48 targets. That's not really top end in PPR for running back anyway so losing a few targets i don't expect it to hurt him a whole lot he also had 13 touchdowns <laughs> he did have 13 <laughs> touchdowns but i again i wouldn't be shocked to see that go up the offense should be a step better than it was last year even so uh at number five i actually have um did you say your number four i'm sorry if you didn't i don't know i did not uh number back. four i got cmc uh this guy he's 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 got an option this year after this season. He's got three more on his contract. He still averaged 21.7 points per game in that Carolina offense on the games he was healthy. Yes, I understand he's been hurt the last two years, but when he's on the field, he's averaging, what did I say, 21.7. So, uh, take an instant last year, Austin Eckler, who finished number two, averaged 21.5% are 21.5 points per game. So he's right there in the RB1, RB2 category when he's on there. As long as as long as long CMC's on the field, he, he's a threat to break out for 30-plus points um, every week. Uh, CMC's my number four guy. He's just one of those guys that if I'm looking later in the draft or looking not later in the draft, later in the first round of a dynasty startup, CMC's a guy that I would absolutely have no problem with hanging my hat as my RB1 there. Um, so uh, having him that, that high is – it's just the fact that every time he is on the, every time he places laces up his cleats and heads out to that field, he's putting up twenty plus points a game, and that that twenty one point seven includes a game where he played less than thirty percent of the snaps. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not completely off Christian McCaffrey. I have him just outside of my top five at six, uh, but again, the injury concerns. He's not getting any younger. Carolina's offense looks like it could be in turmoil again this year under center. Um, defense should be I mean I would think right there I mean they've got they're, some they're great young, young players yeah, on defense. they've always been young and they're, they're up and coming and that was a, I'm glad you said that the, the offense being a turmoil that was another thing I did write down and I wanted to say he's always the focal point of that offense too regardless if it's a pass game or a run game it's get that ball in CMC's hands so well, we really haven't got to see what he looks like as the as a full season with Matt Rule under Ron Rivera he very much was but again we're talking age 26 now in dynasty formats, he's a year, year and a half away from where you want to start shopping him. But again, not, not, I'm not off of him enough to have him outside of my top, top ten. He's at number six for me. Uh, at number five, I do have the aforementioned DeAndre Swift. Uh, again, one of the big reasons I have him here is that he did miss seven games 
that the defense is not going to be top half in the league, not going to be anywhere near elite. And um, the, the offense, they added weapons this offseason. They added DJ Chark. They added Jamison Williams. And to me, I think what you saw last year was um, the product of having um, – Tyrell Williams as your wide receiver one to start the season in in Detroit. You had TJ Hawkinson uh, banged up a bit last year. You had uh, 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 Amon Ross St. Brown not make his emergence till the end of the season. I think DeAndre Swift benefited from that tremendously. I think this year, um, once Jamison Williams comes back and gets game speed and all that, I think you'll start to see Detroit's future identity take place. And it could be enough that maybe he does, DeAndre Swift does slide into that top three. It also could be enough that he slides out of that top 10. That's why I felt like number five was the best spot to have him here because I do think we're prematurely hyping him a little bit. Um, but at the same time, uh, if he remains the, 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 the guy in Detroit, then it, there's, he's had 17 total touchdowns through 26 games. So, I mean, he's putting up production. It's there. Um, four of those were on the in the air, and, and 13 of them were on the ground in two seasons. So he's putting up the numbers. Uh, but I, I just worry about this season with the defense and, and adding all the pieces that he may get phased out a little bit. He'll still be the guy in the backfield, but I don't think he's going to get, you know, 80 to, to 70 or 70 or 80 receptions. I think 70 being the high end of what he sees this year. Okay. Okay. So, I've already talked about Swift, so I'm not going to beat a dead horse here and continue to talk about him. Uh, my number five is uh, Alvin Kamara. Um, he's probably the best pass catching back in the NFL. Um, and he, and there, there's really no one, no real threats to his carries or his, his, his pass catching there. Uh, Jameis Winston's coming back um, to lead that offense. Their defense is one of the top-tier defenses. Um, they did lose a few a few uh, pieces to that defense, but Alvin Kamara, as as much as it, it pains me to stay, but won't, we won't talk about why it pains me a little bit. Um, Alvin Kamara is just a guy that, that always seems to find himself there as as a top five running back every year. Um, so yeah, he's 26 years old. He still has three years left on his contract. So yeah, I know he's two years away from you know that. Oh, do I start to move him or not? Well, when you start to move him, he's only going to have one year left. So that's a great time you get maybe. But you should get this year as a top five, top seven running back, and uh, and and probably another year of a, a RB one, and then and then easily can ship him for um, for a lot of additional pieces too. So Ivan Kamara is just a guy that I really like right here, and I feel like five is a very safe place for him. Okay, who do you got at six? Number six, I got Derrick Henry. I understand he's twenty eight years old. Excuse me, uh, he's twenty eight years old. He's got two years left on his contract. Until he leaves Tennessee or until they show that they want to pass the ball, he's in a run-first offense. This man sees 20 to 30 carries a game regardless. I know he looked a little banged up when he came back from that foot injury, uh, but they lost their best wide receiver on the team. The guy they drafted to replace him, it hasn't really shown a whole lot in camps and and uh, uh, rookie camps. So uh, just Derrick Henry being in my at number six, it, I understand, like I said, the 28-year-old is what scares me away. and. And he was one of those guys that I was fluctuating in my rankings. And, and I just felt like six is a very safe place for him because he's a guy that, like I said, 20 to 30 carries a game. Odds are he's going to hang up RB1 numbers week in and week out. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, at six, I have Christian McCaffrey. Again, uh, not going to spend a whole lot of time on that. I kind of said why I had him where I had him. Uh, at seven, I've got Breeze Hall. Um, and the reason I have Breeze Hall at seven is quite simple. One, he's the number one, number the best back in this year's rookie class. Okay. So uh, by, by far and away, he's in a tier all by himself, then Kenneth Walker's in a tier by himself, and then the rest. Okay. But you're getting Breeze Hall. Uh, first, right out the door, 21 years of age and four years left on his contract. Okay, uh, granted, it's the Jets' offense. I know how everybody feels about that, but Zach Wilson's starting to come on late last year. They added more pieces with Garrett Wilson. Uh, CJ Uzma did go there from Cincinnati, and Conklin. Uh, and and Con- Tyler Conklin's there from what Minnesota. Yes, and then they added Jeremy Ruckert, the tight end from Ohio State. Uh, still have Elijah Moore, still got Corey Davis, Braxton Berrios. That offense should take a step in the, in the, in the further right direction. And I just like Breeze Hall because, yes, Michael Carter's still there and Michael Carter should still have a role. But I still think that, again, this is a 65-35 to 30, or 60-40 yeah, worse split uh, for Breeze Hall. And I think if you can get a guy – that you're going to have control over for at least four years, knowing what his situation is going to be, there's a lot of value in that. All right, all right, and that was your number seven. Uh, my number seven is Davin Cook, 26 years old. I'll, I will get into the Brees Hall. I have him just outside my top ten at 11, but I'll get into that when we hit that a little bit more. Uh, right now i got Davin Cook at my number seven. He's 26. Um, he has three years left on his contract. Um, he's another one that's a, that's top pass catching back. He averages 20 points per game when he's healthy and on the field, which um, was good enough for, um, I believe he actually is down to number 16 last year, but he only played in 13 games. Another guy that, you know, did miss some time. He has had the injury concern. Um, but, but seeing some of the reports coming out of that camp really excites me for Dalvin Cook this year. Um, lining up with the wide receivers and, and bunch formations, getting screen routes, getting used more in that passing game. Um, I know he always has. He had, uh, what was that, 49 targets last year. So, I mean, he, he gets targeted. I mean, obviously that's not your top-tier guys. I mean, Taylor saw 51. So, I mean, I guess it is a top-tier. But um, Eckler and Najee saw 94. So, that's a big difference there. Sure. But, I mean, Dalvin Cook getting used all over the field for, for Minnesota. Um, Adam Thielen's getting older. I understand uh, Madison's uh, sitting there knocking on his door. He does have an opt-out next year, which I believe – I don't have it pulled up, but I believe it was $9 million they would have in dead cap. So that is a possibility with Dalvin Cook, and, and, and that's something that you have to be willing to, uh, to take on that risk. But Dalvin Cook, until uh, – really, uh, like I said, whenever he steps on the field, it averages 20 points per game. So – I, until that di- digression comes from him, I, like I said, the injury history is why I've got him a little lower than I do. But Dalvin Cook's just a guy that when he does get on the field, he, he hangs up fantasy points for you. Um, so we're on to number eight? We're on to number eight. Number eight, I got Javante Williams there in Denver. Um, really, the only reason I have him so much lower than you, it's really not, it's only five spots, but I, I, he's young, which 22 years old, which is an up for him. Still sharing that backfield with Melvin Gordon. They brought him back. They brought Melvin Gordon back, I believe, on a one-year deal. Um, just uh, Russell Wilson has not been known to dump off to running backs, but he's never really had a, a running back that could catch like Williams can. So, uh, really, the, the reason I have him there at eight is, is until I see Russell using the running back a little more in a passing game, I'm just not completely safe with keeping him um, in the top five. 
Um, easily, but easily could break into the top five, no problem. H is a safe place where I feel like we're taking him right now. Um, Melvin Gordon is a – Melvin Gordon coming back is uh, is now reunited with his college quarterback and Russell Wilson too, so that's another thing to look out for this year. Um, but, yeah, really the only thing that holds him back for me is, is, is as a Seahawks fan, never really seeing Russell dump off to the running back until I see that. I just don't believe it. Yeah, you know, when you talk about these top-end running backs, um, really, realistically, when you, with the exception of maybe uh, Joe Mixon, Najee Harris, really that's about it. For me in my top ten, there's all feasible backups in all these spots. I mean, Dalvin Cook is the guy I have at eight, okay? Um, and the reason I have Dalvin Cook outside of my top five is, is just that, because of Alexander Madison. Madison looked more than capable anytime he has to step up and fill those shoes for Dalvin Cook. But again, the top end guys are top end for a reason, and their and their backups are handcuffs for a reason. Um, so Melvin Gordon would scare me a little bit more if he was going into his age twenty six season rather than I believe twenty eight. I'd have to double check that, but it, it just doesn't scare me a whole lot. Uh, again, Dalvin Cook, you kind of spoke on all the things that I was really going to hit on there. Again, when he's on the field, he produces. Um, but age 26, they do have that buyout this year. Uh, and, you know, they could they could move into a rebuild next year. You know, if Kirk Cous- they decide to let go of Kirk Cousins and cut Dalvin Cook, you're, you're, you're getting rid of a lot of age at important positions. And uh, you could start a rebuild. So that, that, that worries me a little bit. Uh, and then at number nine, I have Alvin Kamara, a guy you already talked about. I believe you had Alvin Kamara at five. Correct. The reason I have Alvin Kamara at nine instead of five is because Kamara's probably going to have some kind of a suspension from his fight in Las Vegas at, after the Pro Bowl. Um, and so if, you're, if, you, if I'm sitting in a dynasty startup draft and uh, I'm, I'm drafting these guys, I, I don't necessarily want Alvin Kamara to be my running back one off the board, not knowing – um, again, it's it's the same uncertainty we're looking at with Deshaun Watson. We still don't know. He may not miss a single game. He may miss five. He may miss two. We don't know. Um, but going off of of uh, kind of past transgressions from the NFL with, when it comes to handing down suspension time, I think you're you're missing anywhere from two to six games of Alvin Kamara this year. Uh, and so for that reason, I have him down at nine. Okay, uh, my number nine is Austin Eckler, another guy. He's got two years left on his contract. He's 27 years old, which is a little scary for a, a, a RB1 um, being drafted. But uh, Alvin Kamara – Austin Eckler is a guy that just – he catches balls, and we've seen it for two straight years with, with Herbert now. Um, he's one of the focal points of the offense. Um, the only reason that I have him down at nine and not anywhere higher is I do believe Isaiah Spiller spills some of that workload in the red zone from him um a rookie they drafted i believe in the third or fourth round um i would have to double check that i don't have that in front of me but it, he's just a guy that that i uh, spiller i was extremely high on going into this draft he was my number three ranked running back in this in this in this draft um so but eckler was um eckler's a guy that um i, I just feel comfortable with the the workload and the passing attack that he gets so he's just a guy that uh, that I feel comfortable being able to start as a low-tier RB1 in most uh, startup drafts. Yeah, so um, speaking of Eckler, because I, I have him coming up here as well, and I'll just get what I've got to say out, about him out of the way. I was looking up, just looking at the stats on my phone real quick. Uh, 
Melvin Gordon's 29 yes. years of age, yes. not 28. I was in Shepard's 28. The last year that he was in Los Angeles with Austin Eckler, when Eckler finishes the RB4 in PPR formats, Melvin Gordon outtouched him almost 2-1 to one and had eight rushing touchdowns to Austin Eckler's three. So if Isaiah Spiller comes in and spills – a little bit of that goal line work it doesn't it doesn't intimidate me whatsoever what was the who was the wide receivers and what was the target share on those two well, keenan allen was uh, in town keenan allen still. was the only one in town there well uh, with the mike williams i'm sure was in town back then too probably just well, not healthy <laughs> yeah but and you had and, and you had, had a healthy philip rivers yeah. dump off king there for austin eckler so i i mean herbert airs that ball out so Uh, that year he caught or had uh, 14 more targets than he did last year. Oh, okay. So Herbert, Herbert does dump off apparently. Apparently he does dump off a lot more than I thought. Yes. Uh, you're on number nine. Okay, number nine from – no, I already did number nine. That was Alvin Kamara. Number ten for me is Austin Eckler. Uh, again, we just both spoke on Austin Eckler. Uh, for me, we're, have you – number 11 for me is, is Nick Chubb, uh, 26 years of age. Should be the last year Kareem Hunt's in town. Uh, and if and if uh, Jacoby Brissett's the starting quarterback because Baker Mayfield refuses to play for him and Deshaun Watson's not allowed to play for him, they should lean on that run massively. I could see I could see a world where Nick Chubb's a top three running back this year. Absolutely. I'm going to run through my 10, 11, and 12. Oh, you did skip me for 10. I know you, you did. You, I, you skipped yourself for 12, oh, for 10. Oh, whatever. It's your fault, not mine. It's because you're fat. Uh, it's, well, you're fat, too. Yes, I am. All right. Well, I got Travis Etienne at 10. This guy, he's, he's, he's reuniting with his college quarterback. He's 23 years old. He should see a Debo-type role with being a gadget guy, getting the catches, the carries. He's explosive when he gets some catches out of the backfield. This guy, I just feel, has the, the, the whole – just all the opportunity in the world to explode into being an RB1. And I absolutely believe in that Jacksonville offense that he will be the – I mean, you're missing uh, James Robinson until he toured in week 16. Reports are that he's going to be ready for, for camp this year. Uh, we'll see about that one. I, I, I don't see them rushing today. him back with – but I, I just feel like ETN's going to take over that backfield and it, it, it's going to be at Travis ETN time. So I, I absolutely believe – in that Jacksonville running rushing attack um, with Travis Etienne. Um, my number 11 is Brees Hall. Um, it's the Jets. That's the only reason he's outside my top 10. I don't I don't trust the Jets. Um, we're not sure how that offense is going to look with an actual dominant or possible dominant running back. Um, he's a rookie. He's 21. There's no real knock on him besides that he's in the Jets system. Number 12, we've already talked about a little bit, is Joe Mixon. Um, you had him at number four. I have him at number 25. I talked about it. It's because of the extra miles. Of number 12. He's age 25. I have him at number 12. I am so <laughs> glad you corrected me on that because I look dumb as stuff right now. Um, but Joe Mixon is just the miles to feed. I just don't know exactly if he's going to get the same workload he did last year. Um, I, I don't see 292 carries in that offense because of his um, – Lingering injuries. I don't want to say injury history because, like you knocked on, he only missed uh, time two years ago, and then other than that, it's been four four games. But he's always had a hamstring linger or a calf, so I feel like maybe they'll bring that workload down a little bit. Um, number thirteen, I got Saquon Barkley. 
You already hit 12, did you not? No, I did not. I apologize. Go you, ahead. The heat really fried your brain again today. Well, leave uh, me out of it. At number 12, I actually have Derrick Henry, 28 years of age. That's disgusting. Um, yes, I know Derrick Henry has been an absolute value the last several years in fantasy, and he's going to be for a couple more years. But, again, same thing with what I said uh earlier i don't want to put my my first running back off the board and a 12-man league he still would be but i don't want my first running back off the board to be a guy that's 28 years of age and maybe has one really strongly productive season left in the tank and then the decline is going to start i'd rather let somebody else take that headache and and have to worry about drafting the replacement when you when you get older running backs it makes your your uh your need running back in drafts to come and rookie drafts or for trades. I'd rather have more roster fluidity elsewhere. So Derrick Henry, because he's the age of 28, I'm going, I'm going to have him down here at 13. I've got Saquon Barkley. Um, at, he's only 25 years of age. That offensive line should be the best Saquon Barkley's ever ran behind. Again, the reason he's still so low, huge injury concern and the massive injury con- or the massive concern that is Daniel Jones. Absolutely. I've got Barkley in the same spot right there at number 13. Um, same reason you said. He's 25. He's, he's, he's a guy that I would absolutely love to have as my RB2 spinning around in that second round. Now, the issue with him with me, um, he does only have one year left there in New York. Uh, next year is technically his last year left on contract. Um, after that, in 2023, he's an un, unrestricted free agent. Um, so, I don't know if they're willing to pay him with his injury history, anything else. But this is a guy that He's talking about how he's how he's feeling better than he ever has before. Um, he's feeling like he did in his rookie year. So this is a guy that I absolutely love to be able to hit on that spin, get as my RB two there in in a twelve man league. Um, there's the Daniel Jones is is the biggest question mark and that offense. But yeah, like you hit the nail on the head with the best offensive line he's probably played behind. I, I think, <coughs> excuse me, I think you can make the same argument for Saquon Barkley that you do with Christian McCaffrey that. When he's on the field, the offense is going to be better, right? Because it, it makes the opposing defenses pay attention to what he's doing rather than what Daniel Jones isn't doing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think Saquon Barkley could have a huge bounce back the year this year, especially in a potential contract year. Absolutely. Um, so at number 14, I have Aaron Jones. He's 27 years old there in Green Bay. Um, he's the only – right now, he's really the only target on Green Bay that – has Aaron Rodgers trust right now? Um, well, besides Randall Cobb, Robert Tanyan, Alan Lazard, they both. They, I don't think they, they have get, the trust because they they're obviously get, not doing a whole lot. They're both lot. getting high praise from him in the off season, so I would argue to say the otherwise. So, but Aaron Jones, he finishes RB eleven, sharing the backfield with AJ Dillon. He averaged fifteen points, fifteen points per game last year with Devontae Adams. The targets in my mind are going to increase with him. He's got. An opt-out year next year, which I don't know what they're going to do um, with the, the huge contract they just re-signed uh, Rodgers to. I don't know if they're going to get rid of both his best weapons. And then after that, he's got two more years left, and he'll be out on, on at age 30, or has the possibility to be out at age 30. He's a guy that, that he's another guy that I feel like he's going to see plenty of targets. Um, he gets the ball in the red zone, he gets the ball between the 20s. I understand he's going 50-50 with, with um, or. 60-40 with uh, A.J. Dillon. And, uh, I mean, with only four touchdowns last year, 
with only four touchdowns on the ground last year and six through the air, so ten total, he was still RB11. Um, this is a guy that I absolutely would love to have as my RB2. Uh, the 27 is, is his biggest knock. Other than that, I feel like I would have him honestly up a little higher than that if he wasn't 27 years old. So there's only four carries difference last year between yes. AJ, so uh, 50-50. AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. But the difference is that Aaron Jones did have 31 more targets than uh, CJ Dillon. But I think we're going to have to or AJ Dillon. I, I'm sorry. I think we're going to have to disagree, agree to disagree on uh, Aaron Jones's uh, or Aaron Rodgers not having any trust for any of his weapons. Um, so you hit got through 14. At 14 is Travis Etienne for me. Um, again, I still think James Robinson's going to have some kind of a role there this year. He's under contract. He's been sufficient in the, in the past. Uh, I, I expect to see Travis Etienne in a very similar role to Debo Samuel, but more carries, less receptions. Uh, and I, I, I still think Travis Etienne's the guy to own in that backfield, uh, but I'm just not quite ready to put him into the top ten yet, seeing as we've never seen him take a snap in the NFL. Uh, it does help that he's going into uh, – play with his his quarterback from college that trust will already be there he won't have to earn it but still nonetheless i want to see him take some snaps in the nfl before i'm willing to move him up any higher at 15 i've got zeke elliott uh and this is one that i really struggled with uh brant because the first time i put my rankings down i tried like hell to leave this guy outside of my top 24 because i just don't like him i don't like zeke elliott i don't the only one struggling uh but here he is at 15 the dude, when he has down years, is still a top 10 running back in PPR. Granted, he's 26 years of age, contract year, and Tony Pollard's been knocking at the door. But Tony Pollard's not young either. Tony Pollard's not the answer after Zeke. He's just not. And I think a lot of the reason Tony Pollard is so valuable is because of Zeke. And so, for me, if I'm, you know, if this is, again, a dynasty startup, and I think we're looking to do a mock at some point, I'm still thinking even if it's the running back 15 rankings, you're going to see him drafted in the third round because you'll see a wave of wide receivers go. And if you're telling me I'm getting a guy like Zeke in the third or fourth round, I'm, I'm absolutely over the moon for it. Absolutely. I got Zeke just a little bit lower, not much lower than that. And, and really the only knock is uh, Tony Pollard sitting there knocking on his back door just like um, – just like um, – t- uh, just like A.J. Dillon is with Aaron Jones. Uh, my number 15, I got J.K. Dobbins. He's 23 years old. Yes, he is coming off an ACL tear. Um, so Sorry, is his back. I had a moment of immaturity. I couldn't contain my, my laughter when he said knocking on the back door. We'll move on. We'll All right, number get 15. Get out there. We'll move on. J.K. Dobbins, 23 years old. He's the number one running back in, in a run-first offense that focuses on um, – He's the number one running back, but there's a guy that runs probably a little more than him that's got a different position uh, uh, listing. Uh, no, uh, uh, different position. I think it's a quarterback slash oh. running back. Um, so, but either way, J.K. Dobbins in, in that read option offense that they run, I absolutely love him. Um, yes, he is coming off an ACL tear, but so is Gus Edwards, the other guy. Um, Behind him on the depth chart. I hope I put that in better terms for you. Yes. Um, so, J.K. Dobbins is just a guy that I really I, – I loved him coming out of the draft. I had him ranked probably one or two in, in coming out of that draft. And I just think this guy the, – the, the, the sky's the limit for him there in that offense. Um, the issue is um, – it seems like this seems to always be the issue when we talk about – um, Baltimore Ravens is this Lamar guy Jackson. named Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. He's great for fantasy himself, kills everybody else except for Mark Andrews. 
Uh, you said J.K. Dobbins was your number 16? 15. 15. Excuse me. <coughs> you're all 15. I already did my 15. Oh, stop it. You, your, your immaturity ruined me. I did have some I – su- I suffered from some, some giggles there. But. All right. Number 16, I got Kenneth Walker. This is a run-first offense in Seattle. Pete has came out on record. He sang it. He's written it down. He's done everything and anything. He doesn't know where he's at, though. He is old. But they want to run the ball. Penny's on a one-year deal. Carson's probably never coming back. That has come out. They've shown the hardware hardware in his neck. Carson is, is, is almost obsolete at this moment. As a Seahawks fan, I absolutely would love for this man to come back. But Kenneth Walker, the only thing standing in his way is a guy that it, it hasn't played, I don't believe, more than 10 games in a, in a season. Um, Kenneth Walker's a guy that, in a run-first offense, 21 years old on a rookie contract. He's absolutely a guy that I have zero regrets as grabbing as my RB2, which I proved in our dynasty startup. Um, once again, the guy that I have ranked right above him is the one that I wanted, but still, Kenneth Walker is a guy that I absolutely love. Yeah, so I have Kenneth Walker at 16 as well. Um, and, you know, there's actually, again, big news day in, a, in an otherwise dead time of uh, the offseason that Penny should be the uh, in line to be the number one. Stop it. The man can't stay healthy. Yes. I'm willing to go on air right now and say that I will sell a kidney on the black market if Rashad Penny plays 16 games this year. I'm not saying it'll be my kidney, but I'll sell a kidney on the black market <laughs> if he plays 16 games. Kenneth Walker is going to be the sole owner of this backfield sooner rather than later. And when that happens, the value is going to be immense. Again, why is that? Because it's either going to be Drew Locke or Geno Smith starting, and you can only throw up in your mouth so much. Now, another thing with Kenneth Walker, a lot of people are knocking him, knocking him, knocking him for his receptions in college. He played in two run-first, don't-dump-off teams in Wake Forest and Michigan State. They do not pass to their running backs. Look at the history that they're at both those colleges. They run the ball, and they throw the ball to short out routes and slants. They do not throw it to the running back. Kenneth Walker has shown that he has very serviceable hands when it comes to catching the football. I'm pretty sure he had maybe five drops. I don't have it in front of me, but I believe he had five drops total in college in his four years. And so that's not a knock for me until he starts dropping passes. And I'm sorry, um, I don't see Geno and Drew just launching the ball in a, in a time where we've come out as as where the Seahawks have come out and said you we're don't, running it. You didn't let Russell Wilson cook when he was in Seattle. Drew Locke and Geno Smith are not going to cook. We're not um, going to have Chef Locke? At uh, 17, I have J.K. Dobbins. Uh, the reason I have him so low is, again, a lot of injury concerns. Uh, a lot of his touchdowns in his career have come in same-game performances. Uh, and, again, Lamar Jackson is in town. So until they until Lamar Jackson stops being a run-first quarterback, I don't necessarily know as though I want to own J.K. Dobbins. But, again, at the right price, it's not something I would hesitate at. That is another thing we can talk about, big news. Um, Lamar Jackson still has not signed an extension, and he's also talking about possibly holding out from playing. So maybe, just maybe, we'll get to see the Ravens with a quarterback, not a running back quarterback but still all right so my number 17 i've got nick chubb i know you had him at 11 um i got him a little lower uh this guy literally have question marks all over his name when i did my rankings i didn't know what to do with them uh i believe you said kareem hunt has one year left uh he's uh, nick chubb's 26 gonna be 27 going into this season um 
guy finishes as running back 13, even with Kareem Hunt there. Um, he's a guy that, that I don't hate to own, but I also don't love to own. Um, and it, I understand, you know, Deshaun Watson's probably missing this entire year. Um, I just don't know what it's going to look like after this year. If Watson misses this year, Chubb is an outstanding value where he is being drafted because they're not going to let Jacoby Brissett or um, whoever else is there because Baker's probably not ever going to take a snap for the Browns again. But either way, they're not going to let Jacoby Brissett just air that ball out. This is a run-first team. I don't care what quarterback they have. They want to lean on Nick Chubb. This is a guy that I absolutely love at 17. Um, like I said, I've got question marks all around his names. I've had him up. I've had him down. I've settled on 17, and I'm still not too happy with that, even though we're talking about it today. Um, number 18, I've got Ezekiel Elliott. I've already, we've already talked about why. He's um, 26, and same as you, it, it hurt me so bad going up and down, up and down, up and down ranking this guy. I just don't know where really to put him. I don't know. He finishes in the top ten regardless of what's going on with that team. And he's just a guy that scares me, but he does, But he's proven there's no reason to scare me, but he always does. So I just have him down a little lower than most people at 18. Okay, at 18 I've actually got Cam Akers, which is a guy that you used to be infatuated with. And, and the reason's real simple. With the exception of Aaron Jones, uh, I believe Cam Akers has got the um, – best handcuff knocking on the door and that is Daryl Henderson who's been valuable the last two years he's shown flashes he's shown that he can also be productive and Cam Akers is coming off of a nasty injury uh Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams they're going to do everything in their power to get back there uh and they're not going to let um a running back ease his way back into it uh they're going to want to hit the ground running and if that's Daryl Henderson Sean McVay is going to start Daryl Henderson Whichever running back's the hot hand is who's going to get more touches, more more attempts there. And, and for that reason, I've got Cam Akers at 18, but with his age, it's it's hard to take him outside of the top 24. Absolutely, absolutely. I've got Akers just a little bit lower. As you said, I was infatuated. I did love Cam Akers. He looked a little sluggish coming back from that injury, and that's why I think Daryl Henderson is going to really be knocking, knocking on that handcuff door. Um, so I have him down there all the way at 23. But he's <coughs> another guy that – when he does get – if he ever gets back to where he was, I think this guy could be a top 15 running back. I'm just not comfortable with what I saw with him coming back from injury. So At 19, I have uh, David Montgomery, 25 years of age. Uh, David Montgomery would be a lot higher on this list for me if Chicago would have done anything to address their offense. Anything. Period. Uh, and the only reason he's at 19 and not still a little bit further down is he's got the best strength of schedule for running backs this year. Um, you know, he, he should have a chance to go out, put up numbers. Again, Justin Fields really kind of struggled a little bit last year. I think David Montgomery is going to come out, and he's gonna, he, they're going to give him a big workload to ease Justin Fields a little bit from running from his life because there's no offensive line there. So the volume is going to be there. Uh, David Montgomery is one of those guys that he doesn't necessarily get a, or burn people down the field, but he's very, very good at breaking tackles, and he does it very well on the backfield. So – uh, what better way to keep your offense moving, keep your, get, let your defense get a little bit of rest than give this guy two carries out of, out of three plays before a punt maybe. So I, I just think David Montgomery is a guy that could, could be um, 
he could I could see him climbing anywhere in in between you know 10 and, and 24 really uh, it just all depends on on uh, what Justin Fields does honestly absolutely so my 19 and 20 I had a really really hard time trying to figure out where I wanted to put these guys and these guys both guys that I wanted to get in here and talk about um, 19 I have Elijah Mitchell and the reason he's not higher is he's, he's with San Francisco and we never ever 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 know what's going on with that backfield um, but Mitchell showed flashes. Um, the uh, showed flashes last year. I mean, he finished as uh, uh, the running back twenty six in only twelve games that he played. So I mean, AD nowhere near did he put up bad numbers, thirteen points per game. Um, he's just one of those guys that I have just right there. My nineteen through twenty four were really hard to rank and where I wanted to put them. And and Mitchell with being twenty four years old and and there in the um, San Francisco backfield. And also the talks of Debo not wanting to carry the ball as much makes me a little bit higher on Elijah Mitchell. Um, so I really like him there at, at uh, 19. Um, my other one's Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson was a guy that I absolutely loved. Um, but he hasn't – the la- last year just didn't do a whole lot for me. I didn't, I didn't see what I wanted to see from him. I know he finished as the RB10. Um, but it just – I know that sounds terrible – but when you add Brian Robinson as a guy that is just a, a pounding between the tackles runner, um, Gibson just looks – the more that the the more that Washington adds, it makes Gibson looks more like a third-down running back. But this guy as a third-down running back. He's still going to get rushing opportunities. He's still only 24 years old in the, in the Washington offense. So I, I, I believe that, that 20 is a good spot. He's still going to hang up RB2 numbers. I don't see him falling – from 10 to obsolete just by adding this rookie. But I just don't know exactly how comfortable I feel with putting him inside my top 15 or above. No, 20 is a great spot, and I'll say why. And that's because I also am at 20, so it's perfect. Um, but I think what I can't help – again, maybe I've just got a case of the giggles today. I don't know. Uh, but it's funny to me because last year we almost came to blows over Cam Akers – and Antonio Gibson. I mean, there were several times we were ready to strangle each other when we got into our running back rankings. You know, we did some co-owned drafts last year where we'd sit and argue about Cam Akers, Antonio Gibson, and then it'd be like, okay, we just won't draft either one of them then. Uh, but uh, and then I get made it a lot easier with Cam Akers getting the, the third down running back in Washington is going to be J.D. McKissick. The first and second down backs, I think you could see split between series between Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. And that is why I have Antonio Gibson as low as I do is because J.D. McKissick's going to be getting the passing down back there. And if it was just J.D. McKissick getting passing down work and no Brian Robinson in town, I'd probably still have Antonio Gibson closer to my top ten. But because I think Brian Robinson does spell him, I think it'll probably be close to like a 30% workload for Brian Robinson maybe. Uh, but Ron Rivera has already come out like way early saying it's going to be a running back by committee. That, that worries me a little bit for Antonio Gibson because I've been, you know, on the Antonio Gibson train for, for quite a while here. Um, but, I, I, you know, I just I, – I worry that he's not going to be on the field enough to produce. Uh, at 21, I have Aaron Jones um, because of opposite reasons of you, basically. This is one you and I may have to look into uh, maybe a little friendly rivalry bet on a little bit later. But I have Aaron Jones at 21. Uh, because I do think Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is going to have to spread the ball out a little bit this year. He's going to have to learn uh, to, to find guys and not just pinpoint Devontae Adams or <coughs> excuse me, Aaron Jones coming out of the backfield. I think this could be the year where we see A.J. Dillon take the step and be the, be the 55 to 45% guy there this year. 
and again, Aaron, it, when you're not on the field, it's hard to produce fantasy numbers. I think A.J. Dillon's going to take over almost exclusively goal line work for Aaron Jones. I could see Aaron Jones moving out into the slot maybe in goal line situations, but carries, I expect that to be A.J. Dillon. Uh, again, Aaron Jones, 27 years of age. Uh, you know, Green Bay is really actually one of the, the, in my opinion, teams stuck in that. How many more years do we try to contend before we have to take, take it back? This isn't going to be like when Brett Favre left and Aaron Rodgers stepped in. That's not Jordan Love. Okay, there, there's going to be some down years in Green Bay. It's just how, how, how much longer do you let Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones and all that do what they do? Uh, and I think with Devontae Adams being shipped out this year, it was a pretty good indicator for me that uh, the end may be near. Okay, and again, Robert Tanyan's had a great a, a great season with Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers two years ago. We had, what, 10 or 12 touchdown catches. Uh, Alan Lazard has been getting hyped up by Aaron Rodgers this offseason. And one of my favorite rookie wide wideouts went to Green Bay and Christian Watson. I, I think that offense will be not nearly as good as it was last year, but I think they'll be fine, especially with their pass-catching options. I don't see Aaron Jones getting maybe more than five targets difference than what he had last year. Uh, so for those reasons, it was it was pretty – this is one of the more comfortable rankings for me was having him down at 21. Okay. All right. That was your 21st. So my 21 is a guy that you have, have loved, um, and I still don't think that you're completely off of him yet. Josh Jacobs, this guy, I mean, he's he finished as the RB12. He played 15 games last year. He's still only 24 years old. Uh, I know they added Zamir White. That doesn't really scare me a whole lot because um, they added, what, Kenyon Drake and a few other names last year, and that just it didn't do a whole lot. He still finished as a top 12 running back. Um, I am checking into his contract right now. This guy, they love to feed him the football. He gets the goal line work. Nobody's going to take that from him. Um, so, I mean, at 24 years old, he still has uh, – they did not t- pick up his fifth-year option. So he has the opportunity to go be a free agent and be a workhorse back somewhere else or even stay in uh, Las Vegas. So, yeah, Aaron or Josh Jacobs is a guy that I absolutely love going forward in a dynasty league, especially as my 21st-ranked running back. Um, a lot of in, in ADPs I'd have to double-check because I haven't looked for a couple weeks. Um, his, his ADP was in a running back three area. I believe it was 25 or 26. So top-tier uh, 21. 21 now, okay. So, still in the running back – or still bottom of the running back, too. So, getting him late in the third, fourth round is an absolutely, absolute steal to get. Um, I absolutely love Josh Jacobs going forward. Like I said, he's still only 24 years old. Uh, 22, I got uh, Montgomery. Uh, this was a guy that uh, I had a little issues with uh, ranking him also because, like you said, you hit the nail on the head. He did nothing to help him. Nothing. But and he's in his last year of his contract. We don't know what they're going to do more moving forward. He was only a third round draft pick. They added Cleo Herbert. Everything points to a digression for him, but it's probably not going to happen because they didn't add any pass catches or anything. So I, I absolutely love uh, Monty at, at 22. Um, he's still, like I said, 25 years old. There's, there's, excuse me. He's still behind one of the worst lines in the NFL. Yep. So. Um, but he does, he is, you know, he always leads the NFL in broken tackles, too. He's one of those guys that you may hit in the backfield, but he's still going to scramble away for one or two yards. So, I mean, he doesn't take a whole lot of negative losses, which is great coming out of this. So, if this guy does leave Chicago, the, the sky is the limit if he goes to somewhere with, I, somewhere with an offensive line, I guess you would just have to say. 
So yeah, at, at, at my twenty-two, I actually do have Josh Jacobs, uh, and it's it's wild because if you remember back to when we did our first dynasty, I actually took him as my first pick in the first round at number nine um, because at the time he was you know twenty-two years of age. Going into his second year, John Gruden had come out and said, you know, we're going to feed him, whatever. Uh, and now you got Josh Mc, or, uh, yeah, Josh McDaniel coming into town. Um, and the Patriots could never figure out which running back they wanted to give the ball to. So how can I expect them to do it as the, the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders? Um, but, yeah, I, again, this in my mind, the Raiders' offense should be very, very potent. They should put points on the board in a hurry. And if you get, you know, first and goal, I, I wouldn't be at all shocked to see Josh Jacobs punch it in. At 23, I've got Elijah Mitchell. Again, uh, San Francisco, another offense that just cannot figure out who to give the ball to, whatever. Kyle Shannon's been the guy that's fed the hot hand back when he had Raheem Mostert and all those guys. Uh, and now it's down to – I believe that to, goes all the way back to his Atlanta days too, did he not? Uh, well, Tevin Coleman and, and – uh, Dante or Devonte Foreman, but they were both top twenty running backs that year. Uh, <clears throat> but this year it's Tyrion Davis Price and Trey Sermon, so the pegging order should establish itself a little quicker this year. I just don't think it happens super early, and so for those reasons, I've got him down at twenty three. Absolutely, which <laughs> twenty three brings me to a little chuckle of myself because you said we had these heated. De- I have Cam Akers. We had these heated debates back and forth, back and forth. All off season last year, prior to the prior to the devastating injury to Cam Akers, um, and I was always on the Cam Akers train. You were always on the Gibson train. Now we vice versa. Now you have Akers a little bit above Gibson. Um, Akers, like I said, he just didn't impress me coming off of coming back from his injury. I think he came back too early. Um, Daryl Henderson, like you said, is is probably one of the best backup running backs in the NFL um, to own in in fantasy. Um, just. It, they are going to play from behind, or not from behind. They're going to play from ahead. They do have a devastating defense, or an outstanding defense, and, and, and a good offensive line. But I feel like that's going to be more of a 50-50 split. And, and like you said, McVay's going to run the hot hand. So if Daryl Henderson comes out on one drive and has, you know, a touchdown, and he's rushed for 35 yards, and then Akers comes out on the next one, and he can't even get a first down, Henderson's probably going to see a lot more of that game. And it could flip-flop, vice versa. It's just Cam Akers coming back from an injury, I just don't trust it anymore. Uh, my number 24, my last one for my um, rankings here is A.J. Dillon. I have A.J. Dillon at 24. So I, I understand I still have, you know, I had uh, Jones up there at 14. Um, I just feel like he's. it's, it's going to end up being a 60-40 split. You said what was the difference in carries? Four? Yes, four yeah. carries. Four carries is the difference, so he's still going to see plenty of carries, even with even with um, Jones still there. A.J. Dillon finished as the RB23 last year with all of that, and he had seven total touchdowns, I believe is what I'm looking at. Seven total touchdowns. So uh, when it comes down to the goal line, and you, you know, it's 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 what they call him, Quadzilla. Yep. So I mean, it's just, he's just a big back. He's a punishing back. Um, so I, I just I feel very comfortable with him. Um, it would hurt my feelings if I ended up with him and and Jones as my RB wanted too, but I wouldn't be completely upset with it. I'd be pretty upset because next year you're only going to have one running back. Uh, but uh, for me at 24, mine was, uh, again, this one was another one that I kind of tossed and turned. Do I leave him out? Do I put him in? Where, if I do put him in, where does he go? So it was just easiest to put him last, and that's Leonard Fournette. 
you know, uh, Ronald Jones left town, went to Kansas City, and uh, you got Keyshawn Vaughn and Rashad White. I, I don't really expect either one of those two to have any kind of huge impact. The only way I expect either one of those two to have any kind of substantial role is if Leonard Fournette gets hurt. Again, Chris Godwin's gone the first six weeks. Rob Gronkowski is now retired. Leonard Fournette should have a huge boost the first six weeks of the season. Uh, where And then I think you'll start to see it slow down a little bit. But there was a lot of time last year where Leonard Fournette was a top four back, or top five even at, at, at worst. And I, I see no reason for that not to happen again this year. Uh, I did have Aaron Jones written down as an honorable man, or A.J. Dylan, I'm sorry, written down as an honorable mention. I just couldn't find a way to get him in there. As I, I have Leonard Fournette as number four, as 25. I mean, I literally have him sitting right there on the verge of when I started my, my back half rankings. Um, knocking on Fournette, not knocking on him. Fournette finished fourth in points per games at 18.2 uh, this season. Um, so, 18.3. Oh, sorry, yeah, 18.3 in points per game. A little stat correction. Yeah. Uh, but, so, yeah, and, again, Tampa Bay's offense should be another one that they find themselves in a good good predicament offensively. And uh, um, help me out here. Their defense, there we go, is another elite defense, which, again, helps with a run game. So, uh, you know, next week, like Brant said, we're going to come at you with our top 36 wide receivers. And then after that, we'll probably get into maybe top 12 tight ends, probably keep that pretty short because really outside of the top 10, it's a guessing game. Really uh, outside the top five. Really it's a outside the top game. five. It's a guessing game. Uh, and then we'll probably try to put out uh, some kind of startup mock, just regular old one flex, one quarterback dynasty startup draft. Just because I know we're getting into draft season here. Uh, and again, Brant, unless you have anything else you want to say about running backs, you know, guys, don't don't be afraid to hit us up with anything you want us want to hear us talk about. Any running backs that you think we left out that shouldn't have been left out, we'd love to debate that with you guys. Uh, so don't don't hesitate to get a hold of us about that. Uh, and as always, stay hungry and stay fat, my friends.